Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Ringing the Blues, your award-nominated podcast dedicated to the mighty Wickham Wanderers. On this week's show, we have all the action and reaction from the Chairboy's snowy trip to Hillsborough. There is an interview with former Wanderer Hakan Heretin, plus we hear from Bucks Free Press reporter James Riching, who is raising money for a great cause linked to his family. But first, let's head to Mexico City for the results and some essential Chairboy Spanish with Uri. are ringing the blues from Mexico City. My name is Uri, and here are the results for League 1. FC Wimbledon 2, Fleetwood Town 2, Bolton Wanderers 2, Cheltenham Town 2, Burton Albion 2, Doncaster Rovers Nell, Cambridge United 1, Sunderland 2, Gillingham Nell, Portsmouth 1, Morecambe Nell, MK Dons 4, Oxford United Nell, Rotterdam United Nell, Plymouth Argyle 1, Wigan Athletic 2, Sheffield Wednesday 2, Wickham Wanderers 2, Shrewsbury Town 1, Charlton Athletic Nell, Lincoln City Nell, Accrington Stanley 1. And Cherboy Spanish this week. Well, you know, life imitates art. And maybe you've seen the series Ted Lasso about an American coach coaching an English football team called AFC Richmond. Well, uh, they make this uh, joke that may be recurrent in uh, English football whenever Sheffield Wednesday plays. So, this time, Cherboy Spanish is Wickham play Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, <laughs> you know? So, in Spanish, I'm gonna teach you some days of the week. Wednesday, miércoles, like Mercury. Wednesday, miércoles. Saturday, sábado, like Sabbath or Sabbat, like Black Sabbath. Saturday, sábado. So, we played Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday. We jugó con Sheffield Wednesday el sábado. O bien... We played Sheffield los miércoles el sábado. Well, and before sending my microphone back to England, I need to tell you that Phil's Mexican team in the Mexican League, the Pumas, just beat my team, the America Eagles, on quarterfinals. Go Pumas, Phil, you won this time. Back to England with my amigo Phil Catchball. Adios. The game at Sheffield Wednesday survived a late pitch inspection due to the snow. Plus, there was an interruption in the first half because of a crowd disturbance. Here's what happened. Everyone thought we'd gone off the rails. 
believe me, the rumours of us uh, of us being an average team are, are untrue. We, uh, we're a good side and we want to keep being a good side and we want to keep pushing and probing and, and attacking these teams away from home. Now McCleary's away down that left-hand side. Corner of the penalty chair now, McCleary's inside the box. Finds Bermetti, Bermetti, it scores! It's deflected as it hit folks on the way in, I think it has. Wickham don't care who it came off, it's in the back of the net and they lead 1-0 here at Hillsborough. Sheffield Wednesday nil. Wickham Wanderers 1. Hunt puts the ball into the box, the ball and it breaks to Gregory, Gregory, through on goal. And now Shadipo scores! The equaliser has come in first half stoppage time. Sheffield Wednesday have been knocking on the door and Gregory unselfishly laid it off to Shadipo. And it's Sheffield Wednesday 1, Wickham Wanderers 1. Cross comes in, headed clear by Winner, but only as far as the edge of the area. Shot comes in there. Windas has gone through Stockdale somehow from the edge of the penalty area. Left footed strike, and Sheffield Wednesday lead here at Hillsborough. Windas with the goal, his second in as many games, and Wickham have it all to do now at the start of the second half. Sheffield Wednesday two, Wickham Wanderers one. Abita steps up, drills it in, and scores! Oh what a goal! Jordan Abita, left footed, Peacock Barrel looks disappointed. Jordan the beater looks elated and Wicker Wanderers are back level here at Hillsborough. Sheffield Wednesday 2, Wicker Wanderers 2. Wow. Gareth, a battling point here in, in tough conditions in a great stadium. Yeah, um, my boys this week have showed both sides of the game. Some fantastic football at Plymouth, you know, plenty of shots and uh, tactical nous. And then coming here, um, I'm, I'm hoping you can hear that wind on the microphone. It's absolutely freezing cold. The game was nearly called off before and, uh, and the pitch was horrendous. The conditions were terrible. If I'm honest, Sheffield Wednesday, they, they took the spoils second off. Can't, can't argue with that. Um, but my fans never stop singing. David Stockdale never stop saving. And, um, we, uh, we take a point home. It's been a fantastic week, you know, three games in a week and, and seven points taken home. It's, uh, it's brilliant. Spin back to the first half. Wickham were doing Wickham things in that first half period and got themselves ahead, got the crowd frustrated. But then there's an incident in the stand which brought about a seven minute delay and it seemed to really invigorate Sheffield Wednesday after the restart. Yeah, we, we really thought that um, that played a big part in today. You know, the, uh, there was a momentum change. We talk a lot about momentum in football and we were definitely on the ascendancy. We were playing some fantastic stuff around the edge of their box. Um, and after the break, we seemed to lose it a little bit. You know, maybe. You know, it was one of those things and uh, and you have to deal with that. And Sheffield definitely came out and, and looked good. And, and the goal just before half-time, you know, really, really disappointing for us. But to come back the way we did, fantastic free kick from Jordan. You know, he's uh, he's got a brilliant left foot there and uh, and him and JJ are competing for that left-back role. Um, yeah, brilliant to see that flying. Um, didn't create as much as we have done today. I actually thought I had a few tired legs filtered. I think the, the momentous effort that they give me um, over the over the last three games is, is just you know it's taking its toll on legs and taking its toll on injuries. Um, you know, let's say like so Josh Scowen and uh, and one or two others. Coach Thompson's playing through uh, you know patched up and and, and Sam Bolt and the, the, you know there's a there's a few legs need resting. Um, we haven't got the ability to change up like Darren Moore did before the game. He's made plenty of changes in his team. I ain't got the ability to do that. Uh, but I don't want the ability to do it. I'm really happy where we are with our squad. We just need this 10-day break now before Burton to uh, to get everyone fresh again and uh, 
looking forward to going into this winter period with um, you know with an exciting look at how many teams we've played away from home already you know they've all got to come to us now seems to be a lot of the top boys we've played away from home which is great um, we're good at home you know we play some entertaining stuff Gareth McClear we got plenty more minutes under his belt Anis Mometi learning plenty of lessons today you know even Oli Pendle we pulled up before the game you know a real honest honest uh, such a young man to, to say gaffer I don't want to let the boys down today I pick something up at Plymouth and uh, don't stick me on the bench it's it's brilliant what we've got here it really is the maturity of that boy um, so yeah we're looking forward to the break uh, we'll be working hard but um, I've given the lads one or two days off now because they deserve it and uh, I think they can all uh, they can all have a have a, a gathering together and, uh, and and celebrate what they've done so far this season because Wickham Wanderers certainly have, uh, have surprised a lot of people. A midweek trip to Plymouth and then a long trip on a Saturday to Sheffield Wednesday. I'm guessing you'd have taken four points at the beginning of the week from those two trips if it was offered to you. I might have took two, Phil, you never know, because it's, uh, staying unbeaten was important. But uh, to get the three at Plymouth in such an emphatic way was, was brilliant. And I think that... Um, you know, people will have short memories and think we weren't as good as we were at Plymouth today, but still, the sign of a team that might achieve something is a, a sign that picks things up when they're, when they're not at their best. Um, they gave me everything, the boys, today, but I think it was, uh, it was another tough away trip and, uh, and, it, and it has taken its toll. Um, but we'll be back really strong and, uh, and the rest will do as good next week. I have an unbelievable set of boys who I will... I'll run through a brick wall for them, never mind them for me. And uh, and that's what we are here. Can't wait to get in the warm now and uh, tell them how proud I am of them. But um, tell them not to uh, not to go crazy with these days off because uh, we're going to be working hard at the end of next week for um, for Burton Albion at home. It's, uh, it's a Tuesday game. We want to get back to winning ways at uh, Adams Park um, and back up the Bolton victory. Um, but so far, so good here, yeah. I'm gathering from what you're saying that this Saturday off now because of the FA Cup weekend uh, not involving Wickham, but that's a good thing for, for some players at this stage of the season. Definitely. It's needed for us, you know, it's come at the right time. Um, it's not as though we didn't try to get through the FA Cup, I mean, the amount of chances we had against Hartlepool, but every cloud and, uh, and the silver lining is a weekend off where I think we can get a few legs back. Josh Scowen obviously has been... Uh, has been missing of late, um, and and he's huge for us, you know. And uh, and so one or two others will, uh, like I said, they were patched up today. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's a, a few uh, medical and painkillers and, and anti-inflammatories knocking about before the game today because the boys really are, you know, they've banged up and given me everything, especially in the two last games. So to come away here, like I say, get a point. I'd have took that before the game. Um, but I might have took the three when we went 1-0 up. It was, uh, it was great. Fans were brilliant. Thank you so much. Came in numbers. Uh, and I think there's a lot of respect between the two clubs, especially after their promotion back in uh, 2012. You know, I think we, uh, we, we celebrated it with them. Um, hopefully both teams are happy with the point today. So a decent game then at Hillsborough in the snow, with the first half being interrupted for a reported disturbance amongst the Sheffield Wednesday fans. After the game, their non-disturbed fans had this to say. It's the opposition view. Joe Cran. Weird game, that. At 1-0, you'd take a 1-1. But at 2-1 and in control, it feels like a real blow to draw 2-2. Ultimately, a draw... After going behind against Wickham, isn't a bad result, but we definitely deserve more today. Owl 71. The first half medical emergency was young'uns fighting amongst themselves after someone slagged off Barry Bannon. 
ended badly for one supporter who got knocked out, which is why bystanders started calling for stretchers. He obviously came too because the stretchers didn't get used. Did see a lad getting escorted out though. Crooks out. Lifetime bans for the lot of them. Absolute cretins and not welcome at our club. Joey Stack. A frustrating result given how much we dominated the game. But the point is, we did dominate it. A few weeks ago, we'd have lost it after going 1-0 down. The penny is starting to drop, and the only way is up from here. Davy Boy, 66. That was a team that just comfortably dismantled Plymouth. And we played them off the park. Circle 7. I'm not too upset with the point, given our current defensive problems. But more than anything, I want to be entertained, and the game today really did that. In the horrendous conditions that could have been an absolute garbage match, but was really very good. If we can up our ability to convert chances, we could really destroy teams. Rich Thorne. Not the result we deserved, but you can't fault the performance. It was a silly free kick to concede, and the keeper should have done better. But we ought to have been out of sight before they equalised. Todwick Owl. Wickham were absolutely shocking. They're getting points from battling and bullying teams. And they didn't even get the better of us on that. We completely murdered them. Bet they can't believe they got a point. Reese Davies. How they've shithoused their way to a point I will never know. We were even better than we were on Tuesday. 18 shots and 8 on target. <laughs> to there too. Play like that every week and we'll piss this league. Home Owl. Play like today and we're going up. No doubt in my mind. One of the better teams in the division were our equals for 25 minutes and were then overwhelmingly boss for the next 65. We were superb in attack and oddly, despite conceding two, we stopped them getting a sniff otherwise. We are on fire and only look like getting stronger. SIJ. About Wickham. Thanks for the promotion in 2012, but what an utter bobbins football team they are. Time-wasting hoofball merchants from the first whistle to the last. Gareth Ainsworth stood there on the sidelines, looking like a man having a midlife crisis. <laughs> I bet he's bought a sports car recently. And and they celebrated at the end like they'd won promotion. On Monday night, it was the Football Supporters Association Awards in central London. Ringing the Blues was nominated for Club Podcast of the Year for a third year in a row. And for the third year in a row, we didn't win. But I did bump into former Wanderer Haken Heretin in the bar. I started our chat by asking him about his amazing goal away at Preston and how it came about. It was way back in 1993-1994 season, in injury time on the Deepdale Plastic Pitch, with the scores locked at 2-2. But it all started on the training ground. Just 
you know what? It was the gaffer, Martin O'Neill at the time, was inside talking to two apprentices and he was speaking forever and we're looking around to see where he was and he weren't there. And the captain at the time, Glenn Creaser, said, let's do a bit of shooting. And that's what happened. We were shooting from distance and we kept on for about an hour. The gaffer came, we went away. And it was just then when the ball, he's kicked it, Heidi, Tim Lamford, he's trapped it just on the D. And I've pushed it once and I thought, I'm gonna hit this. And that's what happened. So it was the best moment of my career at Wickham. The bunch of lads that I played with there, and I still keep in touch with them now, by far the best, and by far the best club I've ever played for in my career. And how far out was it? Because as time's gone on... 40 a, yards. I reckon it's about two and a half miles by now. No, it was about 35, 40 yards. But the beauty of it was, it was the last second of the game. And I think that, that really helped us. And that night, we had a great night coming back. And it's brilliant, brilliant. I have so many fantastic memories of the club. And I still, the first thing I do when I look up, see how Wickham got on, you know? So, amazing club, amazing support. I'm glad that they've got some great owners now and they're doing fantastically well. And I'd love to come back now and again and watch them play. But obviously I'm managing myself and I'm full-time at uh, Maidstone. But, best moment of my career. I can, as a fan, every week we felt indestructible. What was it like to be a player in that team? Amazing. We played for the manager, who we all respected. We had respect for each other. We it was just it was a family orientation sort of thing. Just walking in through the doors was just amazing. And I was a latecomer to that group, and they welcomed me in. From the captain, Greece, who I knew from Barnet, to King Scott, to Guppy, to Simon, every single one. Rhino, who was a leader of men, you know. And I had the best time of my life there. And I only, my only regret was that I wish I'd stayed. I'd gone to Cambridge and I wish I'd stayed. Great club, great team, probably the best team. And I was lucky because I played for Barnet that got promoted. Wickham were the untouchables. <laughs> and there was one night, Wickham 5, run call 1, pitch invasion. Yeah. Someone jumped on your back. That was you. That was me. That was you. And I, I, I'll never forget it because you jumped on and I just carried you around. But... See, these memories all keep coming back, and I keep telling my son, you know, these are the things that I've gone through, amazing, and he, and he finds, he finds Wickham pictures and he sends them to me, Dad, is this you? Well, that was me about three stone lighter, yeah, but yeah, it was me, but great club, I can't, can't speak highly of it. Well, I'm not going to jump on it back tonight, but what, what are you up to these days? I'm at Maidstone, I've been there three years, I'm a uh, first team manager there, we're doing all right, we're full time. Obviously, since I left Wickham, I've always been involved in football. I got my first job at Watford with Graham Taylor, God rest his soul. And ever since then, I've only been out of work six months, so been fortunate enough to work for the likes of John Steele. I was a, a coach at Luton when we got promoted, great achievement. And then Braintree and now Barnet and that, I, I, I'm lucky, I'm blessed. But I'm blessed enough to say that I played for Wickham Wanderers. I can. It's wonderful to see you tonight at the FSA Awards, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. James Richings is the Wickham Wanderers reporter for the Bucks Read Press, which means he never misses a game at Adams Park. But for the upcoming game against Wimbledon, he'll be arriving by an unusual method to raise money for charity.
Every time I go to Adams Park, I always drive, which is, you know, it's not too bad, half an hour there and back. But on the 11th of December, I'll be going a different, uh, I'll be using a different mode of transport. I'll be walking from my house in Ellsbury over to, um, over to Adams Park um, in aid of the British Heart Foundation. How far is that? It's Aylesbury to Wickham. That's quite a long way. Yeah, so um, it says around five and a bit hours um, in terms of walking. But um, yeah, we're, my brother and I, we're, uh, we're preparing ourselves the correct way. We're in the gym as much as we can, trying to get those walks around the block. Um, to mentally prepare ourselves as well. So uh, we just hope it doesn't rain, otherwise we'll be soaked. <laughs> <laughs> well, fingers crossed for you on that one. Um, and why this charity in particular? So um, my grandfather, he was a huge football fan and uh, my brother and I were very, very close to him. And in the summer of 2009, the 13th of June 2009, he died suddenly at the age of 67 um, of a heart attack and it completely shocked us all he had just been on holiday um with my grandmother in south africa he had a lovely he had a lovely time and within four days of returning back to england he was no longer with us and um it really did send shockwaves down our spine because it was completely unexpected um and since then we've done everything we can to try and a way to raise awareness for those with cardiovascular issues and we're hoping to raise £670 on, uh, by the 11th of December to mark my granddad's age of 67. Um, he, wasn't a Brist- he wasn't a Wickham fan. He was actually a, a Bristol Rovers fan. But uh, with Wickham being the local team in the area, me covering them for the last few years, they were more than happy for me to do it. And hopefully we'll be able to raise um, a fair amount of money for the charity. Well, it's a wonderful thing you're doing as well. And, you know, this would affect a lot of people. I remember I lost my own grandfather to a, a sudden heart attack as well when he was just 62. And it just makes you realise life, isn't it? One minute you're there, the next minute, you know, you're gone. you just got to see today, haven't you? Oh, 100%. You know, every day is a blessing. And um, you should try and seize every day that you get. And with my granddad, he did that, you know. He, um, he was larger than life. And um, he really did have the best holiday he could possibly imagine when he was in South Africa. So I'm glad in a positive way he went out off the back of a great three-week break. But um, we miss him every day. We think about him as much as we can. And um, hopefully uh, people will get behind us and uh, donate because um, cardiovascular issues are a real, real um, issue in this country. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to um, raise some more funds to, um, to help those who need it. Well, it's a brilliant thing you're doing, mate. And and for those that don't know you, aren't familiar with you, you are the, the Wickham Wanderers reporter for the Bucks Free Press. And how, how long have you been doing that? So I've been with the BFP for two and a half years, but I'm in my third season of covering Wanderers now. Uh, two years in November I started. My first game was the 1-0 win over Doncaster when JJ scored a very, very, very late penalty. And that was the weekend of the big sleep out where a good few thousand people slept over in Adams Park that night. And yeah, it's been great. It's been a real roller coaster with the promotion and the, my first season and relegation and my second. But hopefully, hopefully promotion is on the cards for this season. They've been they've played really well, Wickham so far this campaign. And um, after the Bolton win and the Plymouth win and the Wednesday draw, hopefully, hopefully the momentum will continue against Burton um, next Tuesday. So yeah, it's been a real roller coaster, and I've absolutely enjoyed every second of it. Well, it's never dull covering Wickham Wanderers. I, I, I know that much as well as a reporter too. Um, but as a you're a football fan, but now as a reporter, has that changed your relationship with the game? Oh, 100%. I've, um, I've looked at things so differently because prior to uh, 
joining the BSP. I used to. I'm an Arsenal fan, if you must know, uh, Phil. I know. Oh, I might have, I to, I might have to take too. you off this podcast. <laughs> I know. I know because you're the you're the. Uh, you're from the other side of North London, but uh, <laughs> at least we uh, at least we cover Wickham, so that's one neutral ground we have. Um, yeah, I mean, when I started reporting, obviously I was a novice, I wasn't too sure of the ins and outs, but you look at it differently now, and um, at the end of the day, football is football, and last season especially, I was so privileged to go and watch uh, Wickham live at Adams Park during a time where we couldn't go and watch live football at all, really, for for um, for the everyday public, so... You know, it's a it's a real privilege to watch football for a living, and I'm so grateful I do it. And Wickham Wanderers are a fantastic club; they really are. The people behind the scenes, you don't really get the limelight. Work so 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 hard, and with the Kuwig now in charge, the club are go- the club are going places. I can say that for a fact. And um, yeah, Wickham is a top top club, and uh, hopefully they'll be back in the championship very soon. The Bucks Free Press and Wickham Wodgers. I mean, I remember as a kid, I used to deliver the Bucks Free Press on a Friday. It used to be, used to make my paper bag weigh a ton. But yeah, it's uh, it's a fantastic option for people to keep up to speed. But obviously, online now is is, is where a lot of the information goes, right? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, newspapers are a dying art, not just for us, but for any but for any organisation. It's all about um, it's all about the internet and how many stories you can upload there because that is accessible to everyone all over the world. And um, yeah, whenever something breaking happens at Wickham, I'm just trying to quickly get something up, uh, just put a tweet out or what have you. And um, over the next few weeks, I've got a few good ideas, which I'm hopefully going to put into um, into action soon. And um, yeah, uh, the paper comes out on Friday this week. There'll be a lot of coverage um, and reaction from the uh, Chef Wednesday game and a lot about Mehmeti as well. And I think that's positive news for every Wickham across the world so yeah we try and do our bit good stuff so where can people find you online and, and, and find your work where can they get you so if you were to go to www.bucktreepress.co.uk you'll see a lot of not just Wicker Wanderers news but news uh, focusing all over the county and if you want to drop um, a line on my Twitter it's at James underscore BFP who I'm trying to tweet as much as I can whilst uh, whilst keeping the editors and the boss happy. So that is where you should go. And does Dr. Who still have to do an article in the Buck Street Press? Yes, he does. Oh, yes, he well. does. And I am the person who has to put it on the page. So, uh, yes, he's, <laughs> yes, he's still he's still around. So not only do you support, you know, report Wicked Wonders, you are an assistant to Dr. Who. I, I am. I need to put that on my CV of achievements. And being a football reporter, he said your granddad was into football. What do you think your granddad would make of you doing this now? He would probably say, don't make a fuss. But uh, we are going to make a fuss. And then he would say something like, um, just bring a rolly and make sure you've got a good pair of walking boots, which I actually don't. I've actually got a pair of running shoes. And if it is raining and it is snowing, I reckon... um, I don't think that's going to go go down too well with, uh, with my feet. So... I like to think he'll be smiling as he's looking down on me, but at the same time he'll say, oh, James, why are you making a fuss? I'm all right. (laughs) Well, James, we uh, fingers crossed for the weather and the walk, and, uh, well, you've got to get there because you've got to report on the game. So, uh, you know, you've you've, no pressure, but you've got to make it. Well, I'm trying my best to uh, to do a a daily walk, and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Right, that's your lot for this week. Many thanks to James, Hakane Hayretin and the FSA for the free bar on Monday. We'll be back next week after the Burton game 
In the meantime, wrap up warm and come on you blues. <laughs>